You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey? Brave the Wild is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist, which is also for Android devices. So, rock and roll. We're, uh, I told you I'd be back in a week, and I'm back. And just two games to review, three games to preview. This show will be a little bit shorter. Jump into the All-Star break, but a little hockey fix <laughs> as we're already in the All-Star break. So, it's Getting caught up. Unfortunately, the news not so good when it comes to the Minnesota Wild. We'll do it as per usual. The uh, reviews in segment number one. Pass out the weekly awards, per se. Preview segment number two. And check in on the prospects. Uh, I'll check into the Iowa Wild. But also, I'll look in at a couple of the top prospects as well. In the, uh, One of them across the Great Divide and another in Boston College. You know, top picks for the Wild in the last couple of years. So... We'll check in on them briefly at the end of the show. So let's rock and roll here. Saturday, January the 23rd, the Minnesota Wild headed to San Jose. I picked the Wild to win both of these. Unfortunately, they lost both of these. Yeah. Uh, The Wild get a point out of a possible four. Terrific. Just terrific. Kind of state of the Wild right here, isn't it? Even though state of the Wild usually takes place in the summer, but it's kind of like a Mid-season state of the wild, I guess, in a in a sense. Uh, three to four loss in San Jose on Saturday night last week. Seesaw battle. Just um, when the Sharks scored early, it was pretty much like, oh no, that's kind of like the old days when the Sharks had score early and the Wild would end up losing the game four to two, four three, four one, whatever. Usually like four to two, something like that. They they would kind of semi hang on, but not nothing special. Ultimately. The Sharks were struggling, not doing well. Last year, they did really poorly for their standards. This year, uh, started out very poorly. Now they're starting to be the Sharks again. And, yeah, they looked like the Sharks of old when it came to Minnesota and San Jose. Minnesota comes out of this one with zero points. And the way it turned out, just disgusting. Um, when Thomas Hurdle scored a minute and a half into the game, yeah, it was like, here we go, same old Sharks. But then the fourth line to the rescue, once again, Chris Porter, burying a nice centering pass from Eric Halla after a shot from uh, Scandella as well. Shot Eric Halla with the rebound, and Chris Porter buries it, ties it up late in the first period. 
And then it's like, okay, well, at least we're, <laughs> at least we're, we're we we tied this up. Now, now things will be okay. The fourth line to the rescue once again. We got this, baby. And then Charlie Coyle continues his extremely strong play. Um, not only right now is Charlie Coyle the best of all the prospects in the system and on the wild. You know, all the above. You know, all the young guys, so to speak. The young guys, quote unquote, air quotes. All the young guys, the Coyles and Eaterwriters. The Alex Tucks all the way down, you know, Alex Tuck all the way down into the system. Erickson Eck all the way down. We're talking all the way. Okay, you get the idea. Charlie Coyle's the best on the best player on the team right now, not just in the system, so to speak. You know, not just comparing him to all the prospects. Uh, extremely strong game for Charlie Coyle against his former team. I predicted he would score against his former organization. He never played for them. Organization, as they like to say. But then... I don't know, Darcy Kemper did start in net, not as sharp in this game as he had been in the past, and there were defensive breakdowns to be fair. Um, in the second period, just nothing went right for the Wild, just nothing, it just didn't work out at all. The Sharks really turned on the Jets, really started rolling out there, 14 shots on goal, they wound up with two goals in the period. Junis, <laughs> Junis. Don Skilly, I can't say it right, but I remember, yeah, I mean, he's obviously a name, a prospect on the Sharks, a young up-and-comer, scoring his seventh goal of the year. He's on that top line, but he's the youngest out of that group. Continuing to develop, Joel Polsky and Joel Ward uh, assisting on that one. And that top line just kind of carried the Sharks in that second period. Just a couple, just a minute and a half later, the Sharks score again. This is all in the middle of the period, per se. And it goes from a 2-1 hockey game after Charlie Coyle's power play goal, getting us all excited. Coyle just muscling his way to the net, by the way, and finishing after Niederreiter put the shot on net. It looked like uh, it looked like Niederreiter might have gotten the goal, but ultimately it was Charlie Coyle. But Niederreiter did get the assist on it, so that's good. Still credited with the point, but then again, the top line of the Sharks in the second period just kind of took over. Very frustrating. And then Jared Stoll. <laughs> Jared Stoll able to bury his third goal of the year. Second goal in two games. So Jared Stoll just loves California, I guess. And it looked like maybe Stoll might rescue the Wild here in uh, in this California trip. Maybe we'll end up winning this. Maybe we'll end up winning <laughs> the California series. You can say three games in California. Imagine if the Wild came out two and one in that in that California trip. That would be outstanding. Stoll tying the game midway through the period, and then an errant faceoff. <sighs> Miko Koiva losing the faceoff, and immediately the puck shot on net and scored right away. Joel Pavlesky, the probably the best player on the Sharks, most likely, and he's the leading scorer, thirtieth or excuse me, twenty third goal of the year. Joe Thornton, the old Wiley veteran, with his twenty ninth assist of the season, second leading scorer on the Sharks, or is it third? Um, ah, the Sharks just dominate the Wild in the, at the at the end of the day. When you think about it, the Wild were in the game the whole time, but they looked sloppy. They didn't. Seemed sharp at all. Uh, they were, they were, they couldn't even receive a pass. It seemed like half the time there'd be a pass across the rig, and there'd be like a hole in the stick. No matter who it was, if it was the top line or the fourth line, the fourth line though was the most sharp throughout the whole game. Ultimately, they really were. Um, they kept the wild in it. Um, Jared Stolo, the fourth line, the two defensemen, Scandella Brodeen, were the ones that got the assist on the goal, putting the puck on net. But <laughs> ultimately, the fourth line was the sharpest for. The Minnesota Wild. And actually, no, pardon me, Jared Stoll's been playing on the third line lately. I, I get it so mixed up because they're shuffling him around like crazy. So um, it's kind of a mess. Uh, Chris Porter earlier had his third goal. That was the fourth line for sure. Um, 
an overall sloppy game. Yes, it was a back-to-back situation. We were all, you know, <laughs> down in the dumps after losing to Anaheim. Or, excuse me, no, they, yeah, we lost to Anaheim. Then we beat the Kings. We're all so, so excited. Darcy Kemper's right back in there again. You figure, go with Darcy Kemper. He's the hot hand right now and give uh, Dubnik a little break. He deserves it. He'd been in that so long during Kemper's injury. And then, boom, just a slack-jawed effort. And the Sharks, who have been playing better. It seems like everybody's conveniently playing better now. Like Anaheim, San Jose, and the Phoenix Coyotes, or Arizona Coyotes, pardon me. They're all playing so much better now. So guess what? We get waylaid by them all, unfortunately. A disappointing finish to a pretty entertaining hockey game. The Wild actually scoring goals. That's a good thing. Three goals in back-to-back nights? You can't beat it, man. When's the last time the Wild did that? I can, can't can remember. Honestly, uh, as I scroll back, it didn't happen once in January. We scored three against Philadelphia. Lost. We scored only twice against... Uh, oh, here we go. No, yeah, there we go. Okay. Tuesday and Thursday, January 5th and 7th, the Wilds scored four, four goals to beat Columbus 4-2 to two, and then three goals losing in overtime to the Philadelphia Flyers two nights later. So there's back-to-back games with three goals. Now that's an accomplishment. So the Wild managed to do it twice in January. Well, there you go. It's been that kind of month, that kind of month and a half for the Wild and the scoring stretch. Power play pretty much uh, had been dead. But then it was amazing to see Charlie Coyle back-to-back games, the Wild power play capitalizing, and it's also... At the end of the day, very nice to see Charlie Coyle scoring or being on the power play at all. So thank you, Mike Gill, for finally getting Charlie Coyle on the power play of late. Well, you might need to when the power play's been struggling as much as it has. And guess, just take a guess who ultimately scored in this one. It was like Twins and Atlanta Atlanta Braves, practically. Just a shutout all the way. The Wild putting a trillion shots on net on Luis Domingue. Luis Domingue, who's a pretty nice up-and-comer. He's a hell of a lot better than Mike Smith, isn't he? And that's what I was talking about on the last show. And I'm like, there's no way he's not going to be a net, obviously, because the backup is has <laughs> his worse numbers than Mike Smith. He's like three and a half goals a game. And then Mike Smith, the starter, getting paid all that money, three goals a, a game. Domingue has got like a, about two goals a game, or even less than that of late. Another Andrew Hammond right now for the Phoenix Coyotes. He's the reason why the Coyotes are playing well right now. Kind of like when uh, Mr. Uh, Darcy Kemper took over for the Wild a few years back and saved the day against L.A. Remember we talked about that in the last show. And that's what Domingue right now is for the Arizona Coyotes, dragging them, or bringing them back into playoff contention. And we'll talk about that shortly. Charlie, uh, Dubnik didn't phase a whole lot of shots. The Wild really, the Wild really clamped down defensively for the longest time until that third period, as uh, Jacques Lemaire would say. The Wild only allowed six shots on goal. In the first two periods. Only six shots. Can you believe that? It's crazy. Outstanding defense. Keeping the puck off the net. Keeping the Coyotes off the puck. The Wild dominated the puck pretty much the whole game. 35 shots on goal. They managed to finally get one past Domingue. And it was Charlie Coyle with his 13th goal of the season. Is there any doubt it's going to be the Mike Madonna Award winner on this episode? There's no doubt. Uh, Coyle with Niederreiter and Koivu. I guess that's the top line right now. I would have to say it is, especially in terms of production. Do you really think Granlin and Pominville are, are a part of any top line right now? Remember when Granlin, Pominville, and Parisi was looked on as the most, like the greatest line ever? And it really was, and I loved it, and I was all for it. Parisi, yes, okay. Yes, Parisi's doing everything he can, like Charlie Coyle of late. Uh, but Pominville and Granlin, the whole game getting, I mean, they, they just, they're just 
I mean, Plowmanville can't even hang on to the puck hardly. And when he does, he gets a weak shot off at best. And then he just kind of slumps over like, oh, I didn't make it that time. I didn't score a goal there. Four shots on goal in the game. Parisi with his usual five. That's amazing. Obviously, he's always, he's the only real guy on the team that's real, that, that puts the puck on that constantly every single game, at least until Charlie Coyle of late. And the defenseman, that's just by default. Um, Ryland managed to uh, get two shots on goal, but they're always a futile effort. Like he's barely, he's barely got any control on the puck while he's putting the puck on that. <laughs> uh, he's a skilled guy, but any type of physicality, and he, he's screwed. And it's it's really frustrating, without a doubt. All these shots on goal for the Wild. You think, okay, we're gonna finally win, but I had a real crappy feeling. Whenever you see a team dominating like that, getting a trillion shots on net, and nothing's going by. You just know there's going to be some type of turnover, some type of mistake somewhere. Something's going to go wrong. Something is going to happen. Is it the la- is it at the last second or whenever, but it'll change everything. And that's exactly what took place. Exactly what took place. Uh, Arizona finally woke up. 17 shots on goal in that third trade, and they made it count. Oh, they made their mark. A son of a biscuit. They made their mark, all right. Oh, boy. Heartbreaker, indeed. Um, Antoine Vermette. The Wild run the power play, and it was like, oh boy. And as the announcers here were saying, <laughs> boy, this is not good news for Arizona. This is not what they needed right now. They have the empty net and everything. <laughs> empty net for Arizona because there was only about a minute and a half remaining in the game. Last thing they need, there's a face-off. Next thing you know, there's a breakaway. And Antoine Vermette, shorthanded, ended up being 5-on-5 five five because it was an empty net situation. But still, the Wild could score right away. Anton Vermette manages to score after uh, Mr. Uh, <laughs> after Dubnik chased a puck. There was a puck that kind of went behind the net. Of course, you most of you already saw it anyway. But the puck went behind the net. Dubnik chased it. I always have this fear when, a puck, when the goalie goes behind the net that something's going to go wrong. I'm always scared. But luckily, they always get back in in time. Sometimes just barely, but they always get back there. But this time, it just things just went awry, didn't they? Puck was taken away, and Vermette was able to finish that sucker. He was able to finish it. All the Arizona did is dump it into the zone, and well, there you go. Here come the, here come the Arizona Coyotes. Tie game, minute and a half remaining. Shorthanded goal for Vermette. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> Dubnik just he lost control of the puck, and Vermette had everything and. Dubnik was too far away from the net. Tie game. You just knew the Wild were going to lose, and lose they did. Luckily, Arizona didn't score in the overtime period because the Wilds just cannot play in overtime. It seems like they managed one shot on goal. The Wild managed zero shots in the five minutes in that four-on-four. In fact, they were actually undermanned, and they were shorthanded in the four-on. It was four-on-three for the for the two minutes of that overtime for the Minnesota Wild. Things really going awry. Then you go into the the shootout. Arizona, you know, the whole three three shot attempts. Parisi, but uh, Parisi and but Budker <laughs> get stopped. Parisi just flat out missed. Koivo gets stopped on the backhand. Just not much of not much creativity on that backhand that time around. And Verm- uh, not Vermette. <laughs> Domingue was ready for it, and then Duclair, of course, scores. And then Coyle couldn't quit the puck on net, and that was it. There was no extra shots. Nothing. It was too late. Too little. Too late. Coyle. Just could not even get the puck on net. Was knocked out, knocked off, and that was it. Domingue and the Arizona Coyotes win the game. 
in the XL Energy Center, much to our chagrin. I mean, you blow it in the last minute. You had the shutout. What an amazing effort by Dubnik the entire night. And then you had the little mistake. Doggone it. And you're always afraid that's going to happen. And the worst part about all this, what's the worst part? Really, tell me. Arizona right now is like breathing down the wilds back. And to be quite honest, they're, they're a division leader because the Pacific Division isn't as strong as the Central Division, which is just impossible right now. And if the season ended today, where would the wild be? Out of the playoffs. Yeah, we're out of the playoffs. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. That's just, that's horse crap. Uh, the way the Wild have been playing. So here we go again. It's officially a swoon. Yet again, we're back in it. Can't win a hockey game. The LA, the whole LA victory with Darcy Kemper was not any type of medicine this time. It just was a nice game mixed into all the garbage. It was just a diamond in the rough. That's all it was. And where do we go from here? Well, Hopefully up, but schedule's not going to get much easier. Not too much. <clears throat> not too much. We had the New York, New York coming up, and so on and so forth, and the St. Louis Blues. Oh, goody. That's going to be fun. Really, really fun. We'll talk about that in segment number two, but first, let's pass out some awards here. The Mike Madonna Award for this episode of Brave the Wild is, without a doubt, Charlie Coyle. Without a doubt. Mike Madonna Award winner. I'm going to give an honorable mention to Devin Dubnik. He had a great game. It's just a stupid mistake at the last second. But he faced a freaking arsenal against the Arizona Coyotes. They've been, again, playing fantastic. And they're a playoff team as of this moment. But they got Anaheim putting them down their neck. And Calgary's still looming a little bit. Little bit. Not really, but a little bit. Vancouver, I don't trust. Um, but Anaheim hanging around there. I don't know about that. <laughs> San Jose's ahead of the Wild. I mean, they, they're all ahead. Colorado, Nashville ahead of the Wild. What the hell, man? What the hell? But Charlie Coyle will get the Mike Madonna Award. And now we move over to the uh, Jason Shepard. James Shepard. Man, I'm losing my mind. James Shepard Memorial. Can, can, can you blame me for that, though, by the way? <laughs> James Shepard Memorial is going to end up going to... Uh, Pominville and Granlund, they haven't given us anything. I mean, they really haven't given us jack bleep. The defensemen have been steady. You're not seeing horrible mistakes. You're not seeing perfect hockey out of anybody. But the fourth line's been playing pretty well. I mean, Jared Stoll, I mean, what more can you ask? I mean, nice little pickup. He's doing all right. He's doing what he can. The Chris Porter getting his third goal, all that. Nice defensive play, obviously, but Pominville can't score for his life. as And neither can... Um, Mr. Uh, <clears throat> Grandland, who's basically done nothing. I mean, he's got like one point in the last month or so. After that nice streak he'd been on, he's been really, really quiet. It's been tough. It's been really tough for Mikhail Grandland. Um, is he ever going to come out of it? Are we ever going to see production out of him? I don't know. And it's really unfortunate that we're stuck in a situation right now with him. Who's to say what's going to happen? Is he even tradable? The Wild are interested in possibly trading him at this point, according to sources. But are people going to trade for him or not? Um, there's got to be somebody out there that thinks they can get more out of him. I have no idea, though. It's really hard to say. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? So, <laughs> like the stat, yeah, you look at the standings. It's, it's just, it's disappointing. The Wild would be like 10th place right now in the in the standings, officially. Actually, ninth place. Ninth place, Colorado and Nashville are the wild card holders. And then LA, San Jose, Arizona division leaders. Chicago, Dallas, St. Louis division leaders. So the wild are only one point out. It's not the end of the world yet. But 
when you consider the Wild were a division leader at one point in this season, and a very deserving one. We were right there with St. Louis. We were not too far behind Dallas, and we were actually ahead of Chicago at one point. Pipe dream now, man. 15 points behind the Blackhawks. Nine behind uh, St. Louis. Uh, Whatever. Let's just take a break and come back to do some previews and look at the young guys in the system. back here on Brave the Wild. Hope you like the bumper music. I'm always adding some new stuff now. It's kind of fun, just throwing in some new things. <laughs> That's Bomb Man from Mega Man 1, by the way. I don't know what it is, but hockey and Mega Man go together so well. I don't know if it's Mega Man's helmet and all that. It looks like a hockey. He looks like he's in a hockey uniform a little bit. He, he, he kind of does. I don't know. It's just a good, good, good thing, I think. And of course, we still have Blades of Steel for NES, Ice Hockey, NES. You know, why not, right? So let's get into the previews. Since uh, I, I don't know if there's a whole lot of good news coming up. I hope so. Please, let's get going. A lot of people in this town, though, would tell you the same thing I'm thinking right now, that a break isn't going to correct the, the wrongs right now. This, the, the, I mean, there's so many players on this team that, that just they, they can't score. Some of them just aren't scores. Miko Koivu has been quiet. Granlin, really, Granlin's just invisible. He's just out there, I guess. I mean, what the hell? And then you luckily have guys on the third and fourth lines that are producing... Coyle's been moving up, but you can, at the longest time, he was like a third liner. Now he's becoming one of the top players on the whole entire team. The whole franchise, Charlie Coyle's one of the best players in the whole franchise right now, without a doubt. And I had a feeling he was going to work his way up there. But he's not a true, full-blown, ultra-goal scorer, yet at the same time, he's capable of scoring. You, you can see it. I mean, you watch the games, you can see Charlie Coyle's got skill, like legitimate skill, and it's starting to, starting to pop up, and it's really, really a beautiful thing. Um... Cool to see the Eric Hollas and stuff. And then you had grit, gritty guys like <laughs> Jared Stoll, Chris Porter, uh, scoring goals on occasion. Ryan Carter as well. But now Carter's been out with a hand injury. So what do you do there? Well, let's head to the New York. Let's head to, I guess it's Brooklyn now for the New York Islanders. No longer in the old the old building there <laughs> where they won those cups long ago in a galaxy far away. New York Islanders, they're second place in their division. They're a division leader. They're a playoff team. Strong season. Once again, I always always have a good feeling about them, and now they're consistent. They have Yaroslav Halak, who's been a good goalie for them for an extended period of time now. Strong play from him, but doesn't it just give you the warm and fuzzies to see that the leading scorer at this moment is Kyle Oposo from for, former Gophers and the way everything ended there? Don't you just feel great seeing Kyle Oposo leading the uh, Islanders in scoring? It's just, just terrific, isn't it? Uh, John Tavares, only a mere point behind him, 35 points. For Apozo in 45 games, 34 and 44 respectively for John Tavares. Brock Nelson's actually leading them in score and goals of 19. It's a strong, strong team. At least two lines deep when you when you consider like that you got consistent scoring for the most part. Um, their offense isn't like super special or anything. Neither is the Wilds though. But you have multiple players with Minnesota ties. Either they played in Minnesota or they're from Minnesota, that type of thing. Caliposo from Minnesota and played for the Gophers, but obviously that ended very poorly. Uh, Nick Letty, 
a former gopher and former wild prospect traded right away, but we all know that history. That was a big mistake. Obviously, Cam Barker, Nick Letty, 18 points in 47 games so far at defense there. Obviously, more of an offensive-minded guy. Certainly not a stay-at-home guy. Merrick Zidlicky, same same type of thing, getting much older by now, 13 points in 40 games, but still pro- producing out there in Cal Clutterbuck. Oh, goody, Mr. Old, old Bump and Thump himself. Cal Clutterbuck, 13 points. He's got 10 goals on the year, but that's pretty much what you're going to get. You'll get goals from him, but you won't get a whole lot else. Uh, you'll get some goals, but mostly you'll get a decent, okay, some goals here and there. But overall, he's just old Mr. Bump and Thump, and then just rile up the other team and then get somebody else hit and somebody else knocked around rather than uh, Cal Clutterbuck facing the music out there. One other interesting stat is uh, Nick Letty is the worst on the team in the plus-minus. He is a minus 11. So there you go. That's an interesting statistic there. Can the Wild beat the Islanders on February the 2nd? I don't think so. Um, you know, I mean, we can. But it's our, our history is kind of up and down with this team. And you don't have Johnson in net this time. Remember last year? <laughs> Remember Chad Johnson last year? It was no problem. I mean, that guy was not very good. Um he, he, he really wasn't. This time you have pretty strong goaltending right now. Thomas Grice, actually doing, uh, he's actually currently, uh, he actually has more wins than Yaroslav Halak uh, right now, but Halak, the overall better goalie. Oh, just over two goals a game, two shutouts in the season. That just spells consistency. And the Islanders, just an overall team. you got talented offense, talented defense, and good goalies. Thomas Grice, though, he's got a shutout, and he's got a nice, uh, got nice numbers overall. In some ways, they're similar to the Wild. You could say they don't score a ton of goals, and they have two good goalies. You could say, but Halak is kind of like their Dubnik, the main, the main, the main guy right there. Um, I don't think the Wild right now, the way they're playing, are going to beat the New York Islanders on the road. I, I just don't feel it. And if they do, more power to them. I mean, once in a while, the Wild do surprise you, and eventually, in terms of the whole Mike Yo history, the Wild are going to come out of this one, right? I freaking hope so. I hope so, but I'm I'm not real confident in it at this moment. So right now I'm going to pick the Islanders to win 3-2 to two on the road. No points for the Wild. Maybe, maybe, maybe you get an overtime loss again, but I don't know. Do you really want to suffer through that? At least you get a point out of it, but do you really want to suffer another freaking loss in overtime? I mean, this this has got to be the worst team in the NHL in overtime right now. I mean, we're talking 1-9. and nine. I mean, that, that that's pathetic. That's freaking pathetic. Just going into it, it's like you hear 1-8, and eight and it's like, wow, it really is that bad, isn't it? Because I kind of lost track of just how awful it was. Well, they're 1-9 and nine now. Yay. <laughs> isn't that great? Thursday, February the 4th, two days later, the Wild stay in the Big Apple and play the big boys, the New York Rangers. Oh, goody. Earlier this season, on December the 17th, the Wild had one of their best games of the season against the New York Rangers in a 5-2 victory. I'm going to backtrack very quickly. I do apologize. And no, the Wild have not played the New York Islanders yet. They play again on February the 23rd, so we'll see what happens. I get confused at who we've played, who we haven't played, so I do apologize. Um, but yeah, the Wild did have a nice, strong performance, especially when they're both New York. You get the idea. The Wild, it's very strong performance against the Rangers. About a month ago, about five weeks ago, five weeks ago now, very strong, made us feel good. Like, yep, no December swoon now. We took care of this Rangers team, one of the best games of the year. Koivu was just unbelievable in the game. I'm, yep, two goals for Koivu. That was so awesome. Dumba was starting to pick it up, and oh my God, it's like it's like I'm looking at a ghost here. 
Jason Bominville scored a goal in the game. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Jason Bominville scored a goal. And it was on the power play? The power play? You've got to be kidding. Considering how awful the Wild power play. In fact, that was the last power play goal the Wild had scored until Los Angeles, California. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that something? The last power play goal. That the Wild had scored until they went to L.A. That's how poor the power play bet was scored by Jason Bleepin' Bombinville. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I can't believe it. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't believe it. That's pretty funny. I mean, I'm sorry. Jason Bleepin' Bombinville. And that was his fourth goal of the season and his last goal so far. Isn't that great? Do you think the Wild are going to... You think the Wild are going to have a repeat performance against the Rangers? Do you think I'm going to pick Jason Pomerill is going to score a power play goal his fifth of the season against the Rangers? That would be the oddest statistic in the history of the world, and that would make the Rangers want to fire their coach, bench, <laughs> Lundqvist, like they actually had to in that game because he got shelled royally. I, I, I couldn't believe the Wild were beating up on Lundqvist the way they were. I was like, wow, we actually can score. And, you know, I thought we could. It looked like we could for the longest time during the year. I mean, you had Parisi, or you had Parisi doing what he does, especially early, just going crazy until he got hurt. And then Koivu, uh, Suter, and, and Vanek just tearing up the place. And then and then it all just vanishes and shuts down. It's like, okay, you have scores, then you don't have scores. So who, what the hell is this team? Are they Jekyll or are they Hyde? Or what else are they? I have no idea. Another thing that's making me feel really old right now is Rick Nash is like past his prime. You know, he's actually like past his prime. That's weird. Remember when he was like a, a young, a cocky young guy getting in a fight with Marion Gabrick? And Gabrick's younger than me, and McNash is a, bit, a couple years younger than Gabrick. That just makes me feel, oh, just a weird thing there. But at the end of the day, are the Rangers going to get revenge on this team? I'm not sure. Uh, Lundqvist certainly not having a strong season um, for his standards. Certainly, he's, he's not been Henrik Lundqvist this year. Anti Ranta. Only a couple of games so far. Hmm, doesn't fare a whole lot better for the Rangers. Slightly. His save percentage is actually lower, but his goals against average is lower as well. Kind of a weird stat there. Less Facing less shots, ultimately, when you look at that in the 12 games Ranta has played. But Lundqvist just not having a big season. He And, the way, and it was really a, a sign of it when the Wild shelled him a month ago or so. Funny, you look at Jared Stoll. He was on that team during the course of the season. They've sent some guys away. Boy, the Rangers, you could tell they get frustrated, they get aggressive. I mean, they went to the finals last year. You want to freaking win, or two years ago, pardon me, two years ago. They want to win a Stanley Cup. They're dying to win right over there, and I don't know. I don't I don't see it happening. I'd be very surprised. Uh, more of a defensive-minded team that's not really uh, consistent in that area. They score goals, but not a whole lot necessarily. Derek Broussard leading the way, 36 points. Strong season for uh, overall. Uh, Zuccarello also right there. He's the leading goal scorer. Only one point less than Derek Broussard. There's your top line. And then Rick Nash. Yep, There's your big three right there leading the way for the uh, New York Rangers. Rick Nash more in a distributor role than he was in, a, in um, earlier in his career. They got some good defensemen and such. Ryan McDonough and Keith Yandel. Strong team and all. I, I think if the Wild are going to win a game out of these two, I'd pick this one out of the two stops in New York here. But, okay, I'll pick a win. I'm going to go on a limb and pick a win. I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'll pick a win in this one. Might as well. 
the Wild were able to beat Lundqvist last time around. Why not hope for the best here? Just, this is going out in good, stepping out in good faith. I'll pick the Wild to win this game. Uh, you're going to see a little bit of a, a you're going to see some scoring in this one for the Wild. I don't know what I'm thinking here, but I'm going to say 4-2 to two, Wild. 4-2. to two. That's probably insane, but it just reeks of, like, the Wild are going to have a sneaky good game in here. Heck, we scored three goals against the Sharks. So who's to say you can't score three or four against the Rangers? And I'm saying the fourth one will probably be an empty netter. So only three will go against Lundqvist. You get the idea. It'll be 3-2, and the Wild will score an empty netter. I could most likely see Parisi scoring in this game. Maybe Pominville or Vanek. It's going to be some somebody. It's going to be one of the streakers. One of the streaks. Uh, one of the 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 the, uh, the guys that are on a really bad streak right now. Are you going to break their streak? Either Pominville. Uh, it'll either be Pominville, Granlund, or Vanek are going to are going to break the streak. Those are the guys who were killing themselves all season right now. Well, Vanek had been strong for a while, but he's gotten real quiet. So Vanek, Pominville, or Granlund will end their goal their their goal goal scoring drought in this game. In my humble opinion, so there you go. The Wild will win in New York. Wahoo! So that'll be nice. The Wild sweep the season series. That's like a miracle, isn't it? But hey, miracles do happen sometimes. So why not once in? So why not there in New York? I mean, the Wild aren't going to lose every freaking game. Okay, so you're going to get a win in there somewhere. And if they do lose all these games. Man, boy, boy, we're bleeped. <laughs> Saturday, February the 6th, we'll wrap up the preview segment here in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, goody, the Blues. The Wild have their number. You know, it's crazy. The Wild have the Blues number. And most surprisingly of all, when you consider how well Jake Allen has been playing for the St. Louis Blues, and yet we beat them pretty good earlier this season, or at least looked damn good against him <laughs> in net <sighs> in a 3-2 to two win. Well, but then again, we lost in overtime on Halloween. Yeah, we beat them. Wow, we played them a lot of times already. Uh, three to two victory, October the tenth, and then we lost in overtime on Halloween night. Yep, I remember that. Unfortunately, and then a three to one win on Jake Allen, and it, the Wild just played very strong in that game. It's always fun to look at uh, Ken Hitchcock on the bench. They always show, show Ken Hitchcock when the Wild score, and he he's always swearing to himself or just giving a stare like, "Are you kidding me?" Oh my God! You know, he like the one goal I remember last year in the playoffs in Game Six. <laughs> they just showed him, and he was like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> but the one right there <laughs> on December the thirty-first, uh, New Year's Eve, he 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 said, "What the f?" <laughs> it was kind of funny. So we got two more games here in the season series. The Wild lead two games to one overall, and the Wild have achieved a point in every single game so far. So that's good. Five out of six possible points against the Blues. A team that used to own us, just own the Minnesota Wild. The Wild had taken over that Caesar, uh, that series, just kind of like how we did with Colorado not too long ago. Very cool. The Wild need to get regain some of that confidence against the Avalanche again. Hopefully the Wild can beat St. Louis in St. Louis. I'm not thinking so. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick the Blues to win this one, unfortunately. Even though, again, I mean, what a success Jake Allen has had this season so far. I mean, a strong, strong season. For young Jake Allen. Bad Vlad Tarasenko, though. 25 goals, 46 points on the season. Unbelievable. Ah, just a strong player. Uh, an elite scorer in this league. He's really, really developed. Alexander Steen, overall, more of a distributor than Tarasenko. <laughs> 42 points on the season. David Backus, he's he's basically like a Koivu with, with a mean streak. 
and he's a, and he's a little bit younger as well. In fact, he's more of more. He, he's basically their Koivu again with a mean streak and kind of an asshole streak. I mean, even though he's from Minnesota, everybody hates him here because he's just a you know he's just a fill in the blank, just whatever swear word you can imagine. He'll drive you crazy. Um, Paul Stansney continues to struggle with, with injuries and such. Certainly has not been the player he was in Colorado. Everyone was so pumped up about him going to St. Louis and he just, he's not the guy. He's just not the guy he was in Colorado. He was one of the top players there. But you look at Jake Allen. I mean, what an amazing season overall. Five shutouts on the year. 18 and 10. Save percentage of almost 93. Goals against average 2.17. And then Brian Elliott has got to be about as good a backup as you're going to get. Old number one. Yep, always I always talk about it, but I I won't get into it now. But he, yeah, he is a guy I always used to want on the wild back not that long ago when I was sick of Backstrom. Uh, two point two three goals against. Who will it be? Will it be Brian Elliott or Jake Allen? Who is it going to be? Um, I remember how the wild. It, it's just they, they had Elliott's number, and even though as good as he was, the wild seemed to have his number, and then the wild had Jake Allen's number. And and it just left Ken Hitchcock like thinking, what the hell do I do here? I mean, what the hell? I guess we're going against the Gretzky and stuff, and he's making fun of it. He was kind of making fun of the the whole situation. Um, and then the Blues came out and kicked our ass that next game. Was it six to one? <laughs> that was something. That was a dangerous night indeed. But uh, I'm going to pick the Blues to win. Unfortunately, I'll go with a three to two victory. Jake Allen will get, I mean, it, you, you can't go undefeated against this team, as I say, you know, and I, and obviously we hadn't gone undefeated, but I, I, I don't think we're going to be like 4-1 against them or anything. I think the Blues win this one, and the Wild will probably close out the series with a victory in XL Energy Center later in the season. That's how I see things at this moment. So let's look around. Let's take a little look-see at some of the youngsters in the system. Who's going to save this franchise from the Jason Pominvilles, the Grandlands and such? Uh, or will Granlin ever get his head out of his ass? Nito Niederreiter, is he going to get his head out of his ass? What an inconsistent player he is. He, I mean, he hasn't scored in forever. I mean, like, he'll he'll get some assists once in a while, which is nice. But then he'll just disappear again for weeks on end. It's unbelievable. So we go back to Iowa again. And Mike Riley has his first point being back with the Iowa Wild. Gustav Olsen continuing to produce. Uh, he's had a few points the past couple of weeks, he's now at 11 points overall. He had a goal and an assist the other night. Very cool to see Olsen starting to add a little offense to his game. That's a defenseman in the system that is going to make things quite interesting along with Mike Riley. Um, and it's a nice pairing because Riley's the offensive guy, Gustav the defensive guy. But at the same time, if Olsen could have offense too, because who's to say you can't be a great defenseman but also add offense to your game? Who's to say? Uh... Olofsson's got one of the better plus minuses on the Iowa Wild, and they've been struggling all season, so nobody's got sexy numbers down there. <laughs> Overall, when it comes to plus minus, Riley's the worst on the team, but of course he gets the most minutes as well. He's the he's the Ryan Suter of the Iowa Wild. But uh, that's that's kind of the most exciting part down there right now. Jordan Strader producing like he always does, extremely strong numbers down in the AHL. And he he's the kind of guy, I, I think he's an NHL player, a fourth-line you know, power play, uh, uh, not power play, penalty kill type of guy who who is who can get some who who can play some defense, obviously, and then is capable of going on the breakaway for a shorty for a shorty, as they say, shorthanded goal. He's actually one of the top players on the whole team in plus minus. Very strong performance overall by Jordan Strader in about half the time of some of the guys on the roster down there in Iowa. He to me, he's he's well, he's an elite AHL player, 
and at least a, a solid fourth line player in the NHL. When you have him paired up with Eric Halla, holy cow, the speed you could have on a penalty kill, but you need at least one or two physical guys to go along with that, like a Chris Porter, Ryan Carter, somebody like that. But you get the idea, and of course, strong stay-at-home defenseman types in that situation as well. Um, so there's some looks at the Iowa Wild, the important players, you could say, down there at this point in time. Uh, another guy who's very important, but not doing a jack squat down there after leading the team in scoring last season, Tyler Grayovac, since his return, he's played 17 games since coming back from the injury, and he's got only five points. Um, he finally got another point. He had four points for the longest time. Finally scored his second goal of the season in 17 games Unfortunately, uh, we're not going to see Grayovac up here in Minnesota for a while. The way he's, the way things are going, maybe he'll start to pick it up here in the next week or two. But it's not looking good. Boleyn's been down there for an extended for for a little while. Thirteen games, seven points, very productive for his standards, without a doubt. More of a stay-at-home guy, but being productive on the offensive side of the blue line, you could say, <laughs> for the Iowa Wild, a very strong performance. Let's check in on Alex Tuck, eh? A, Boston College's, Boston College's finest, Alex Tuck. He's been, he's been all right. 23, well, in 23 games, 19 points, he's been more than all right. 10 goals overall. Very productive. Last, uh, last season, yeah, his, his numbers are significantly ahead of last season's pace when he had 30, he played 37 games, 28 points overall. But he's uh, right He's, he's he's definitely at a stronger pace right now. On course for maybe about a 40-point season, maybe 20 goals. Not bad over there in the Hockey East, one of the strongest conferences in college hockey. In fact, I would call it the strongest. I mean, it's got to be. It seems like they're all, seems like somebody out of that conference is either winning the national championship or in the national championship game every single season. Very, very strong over there. Let's head overseas and check on last year's number one overall pick, Joel Eriksson Ek, a Swedish center <laughs> and in 29 games usually these guys the numbers are really low I remember Koivu the numbers were super low Grandlin the numbers were low because it's just it's different over there it's I can't even explain it in 29 games he has four goals five assists nine points so far he's a plus one and only 16 penalty minutes strong um, strong for his standards I suppose over there in in that area strong for that that coverage standards right now over there in Sweden I don't usually look at the European numbers because they're so low. I mean, it's always like, what? It's just a different game over there. It's hard to explain. You'll have to see it for yourself, I suppose. It's just, a, yeah, <laughs> it's tighter over there. Much tighter, much tighter. Yes, yes, at least in some ways. Yeah, when they do score, it's like the highlight of the year. Like, oh, my God, like when Granlin scored that spectacular goal in the World Championships, it was so exciting, and you thought, what a skill, talent guy. He's going to be amazing. Yeah, he's so amazing. He can't even hang on to the puck when he has a chance to score in an empty net and he couldn't even put it in. I mean, what the hell? And there, there was just no reason for it, man. So, yeah, there that was. Um, I want to thank you guys very much for listening. Slightly shorter show today, which I'm fine with. I mean, it's <laughs> I've been working a lot, so it is what it is. Getting caught up. Also, a lot to say, though, in the short amount of time. Hope you enjoyed what there was to say. Please do join the Facebook page. It is facebook.com forward slash BraveTheWild.Minnesota Facebook.com forward slash BraveTheWild.Minnesota because for some stinking reason BraveTheWild was taken so there was no URL available on Facebook for it so I had to add the .Minnesota I should have just made it .MN I do freaking apologize and I can't do anything about it now but Minnesota is a word that should be pretty familiar to most of you listening I would hope it's like part of the name of the wild so 
shouldn't be too complicated. It's just a little annoying. That's all. Um, Brave the Wild at Brave the Wild is the Yahoo or excuse me, God, I'm losing my mind. Brave the Wild is the Twitter account. Paladino Live at Yahoo is the email. So if you want to get in touch with me that way, you're more than welcome to. We have a phone line which is 209-736-7877 209-736-7877 It is a Skype voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in to Brave the Wild. Statement, shout out, question, comment. Keep it to about a minute. But if it goes to two, I won't get too upset because I don't get a whole lot of calls right now. But if it ever starts to pick up, then we really better keep it to a minute. But like if I start getting four or five calls or something, we'll keep it to a minute. But just don't make it five, ten minutes or anything. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> Unless you're like a player on the Wilder Farmer player or something. Okay. But I, I, highly, I, I don't know if anybody, any of those guys are going to call. If you happen to be overseas, Australia, England, Sweden, who, who knows? Canada, you know, <laughs> though I think Canada is still the same for Skype. I'm not sure that you could still call it, um, but either way, you can also submit it. Or they, you can also do an audio submission in this day and age of smartphones. There are free voice recorders on every smartphone that exists. Android, well, I'm pretty sure it's on Windows. I got to think it is. And, and of course, the Apple phones, free voice recorders. Just use that record, you know, talk, whatever, say whatever you have to say. And then email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. Thank you very much for listening. Please give Brave the Wild a rating on iTunes or Stitcher. Either one, greatly appreciated. It only helps the show, makes it more attractive to potential listeners of the show. The goal of doing any show is for it to grow. And, well, I'd like the show to grow. It would be nice. I'd like, to, like people to think it's a good show. Again, tell your friends if you could. And... Encourage them to check it out. Thank you again so much in advance. God bless. And we'll be back in about a week or two. Probably only a week, actually, to talk, uh, well, to talk some more wild, hopefully more positive news than what we had this week. (laughs) 